What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr., and I'm back with my podcast of Vitamin Sports, where you take vitamins every day, just like we talk about sports every day. Now, we talked about the other day, we talked about Are You That Guy featuring in basketball, I mean, featuring in football. Now, we get ready to take it a whole nother level. We get ready to talk about boxing. We get ready to talk about baseball. We get ready to talk about other sports. But let's talk about what Deion Sanders is doing in Colorado by getting these former four-star, five-star, three-star recruits at the offensive line. Yeah, he told y'all that he was going out there to get some guys to help protect Shador Sanders. The number one recruit offensive lineman from IMG went on Undisputed and said, yeah, I'm going to go somewhere where I can make real change. And it's funny how Jason Whitelock and others would disrespect Deion, but Deion Sanders is giving these kids, these young men, grown men, a platform to where as though they not only can succeed on the football level, but they can succeed in life. Now, Deion Sanders, is he that coach? Well, since he's been at Colorado, since he's entered the collegiate level at coaching, he's went to the conference championship at <clears throat> in the SWAC twice, won it twice, then went to the bowl. I mean, went to the uh, championship game. Yeah, he came up short, but you know, it is what it is. But he also hold his players to a standard. When Shador didn't come to practice, didn't come to the meeting on time, he didn't play. He didn't let him play because that would show favoritism. The one thing that a lot of coaches don't pay attention to is how the effect of favoritism favors when players see a coach doing that. But, you know, everybody want to say, oh, you just saying that just to say that. No, I'm not just saying that just say that. I'm saying that because I'm putting respect to the players. They come out there and work hard. Why should my son not come out there and work hard? Why should my grandson my nephew, any kin of mine come out there and not work hard and still get a spot. No, that's not what Deion Sanders is about. Deion Sanders wants to win. He's won on every level. So why should it stop when he becomes a coach? He won on the high school level in Texas. Now he wants to win on the biggest stage. Why not? Why not? Yeah, did we all believe that Colorado could do something special? Yeah, we did. Will we that hoped for them to be win more than five games? Absolutely. But at the same time, Deion Sanders actually achieved more than what he was sought out to. He told y'all they was about winning. They won five games. People laugh at that. But last year, they was 1-11. Like, come on now. And in the years to come, they were a joke. That's why Jerry Rice's son left. He left. A lot of people don't know that. Jerry Rice's son played at Colorado. And then he left. Ravens, one of the Ravens' best corners, Jimmy Smith, played at Colorado. If I'm not mistaken, when Jimmy Smith was there, they was at their best. But then, you know, things happen. But Deion Sanders is that guy that changed Colorado. If he gets the right personnel, along with having the right coaches like Warren Sapp be up to become a defensive line coach there, oh, yeah, they're going to be a problem. But they got to get the talent in there. And then they're getting number one recruits for t- what the, the uh, following years.
after Shador Sanders leaves, Deion Sanders is preparing Colorado for the future. I don't know how long he's going to be there. I don't know if that's his final destination. But for the simple future, I know Colorado is set up to win now. They're trying to win now. They're developing and trying to win now. So Deion Sanders is that guy to get the job done. Oh, wait. Everybody's still hating. Hey, it is what it is. They said you ain't, you ain't popping if you ain't got some haters. It's Devin Haney, that guy in boxing. Now, we just seen him won in a traditional fashion where he punished the dude. And frankly, I didn't think he was going to win, but I got to give respect to Devin Haney. But it's funny how Bill Haney keep calling out Tank. But then when people look back, their fight weight was Tank. No, I'm sorry. Devin Haney fight weight was 160. So he went up to 140 and the fight weight, his fight weight was 160. Prograve was 150 something. So I see why a lot of fighters hate that rehydration clause. Because they can't do it. They don't want to do it. They want to fight coming heavier than what they was expected to. You fighting at 140, you fight at you go up to 140 and fight at 165. That's crazy. That's an extra 10 to 20 pounds. Like, come on, you know. Granted, he beat him. Beat him bad. He really beat him bad. He punished him. Like that man, he said he was going to do. He was going to punish him. He didn't knock him out, but he punished him. But let's be honest. Devin Haney is that guy to keep moving up, pick where you want to fight. It's all good. He's doing the same thing Floyd Money Mayweather was doing. So it's funny how his father would disrespect Floyd, but Floyd paid the way so your son could do the same thing he's doing. So if anything, he's Floyd's bitch. He's Floyd's bitch, really, because he's following the same footsteps as Floyd. Make a name for yourself in a different manner. You're talking about you fighting the guys you fight. I want to see you fight somebody, man. I want to see you fight somebody. I want the people to pick who you fight. Even though that won't happen, even though that's not how it worked, I don't know who Devin Haney is going to fight. He's probably going to fight somebody that people was like, yeah, he's going to knock him out. But then at the same time, if it ain't Javante Tank Davis or Shakur Stevens or uh, Ryan Garcia, I ain't trying to hear it. If it ain't Boots, if it ain't Terrence Crawford, I ain't trying to hear Earl Spence. I ain't trying to hear that because he going. I know he going up, and it's okay to go up and up. They keep talking about Tank. Why don't you go up? Tank don't want to go up. He don't want to be that heavy guy. He want to stay where he's at. He don't need the belts. He's actually him having a belt devalues him. That's what he feels like. That's what their can't feel like. What do you need a belt for? He's had the belts. He's done things nobody's ever done before with the belts. He wants to fight the big fights. He wants the money. He wants the money because he knows he can't fight for so long. Belts don't mean nothing anymore because they, they've been tarnished. People get a belt that you never even seen fight before. Tank is that guy. And I can't wait to see who Tank fight next. I hope it's a Tiafema. I hope it's a uh, uh, Shakur Stevenson. I hope it's a Devin Haney. But at the same time, I don't want him to fight Devin Haney. Because I feel like Devin Haney need Tank more than Tank need Devin Haney. 
Tank could fight uh, Tia Fema and, Sh- and Shakur Stevenson and retire. And it wouldn't be a blemish on his record that he didn't fight Devin Haney. If Devin Haney retired now, it would be a blemish on his record that he didn't fight Tank. Or he didn't fight Tia Fema. That he didn't fight uh, Shakur Stevenson. That he didn't fight Ryan Garcia. That will hurt him more than Tank. Because Tank is that guy. Tank got the punching power. Tank got the boxing IQ. And people talk about Tank fights. Not all the Tank fights end in a knockout the way you think. Sometimes they just happen to roll into those punches. Tank punishes you. He punished Ryan Garcia. He didn't knock him out. He punished him. He made him quit. He made him submit. Uh, Isaiah Cruz, he had, to, he had to outbox him because he broke his hand. He had to outbox him. That's when Tank IQ was at an all-time high, is when he outboxed him. But those other guys, he punished them. He punished them. He punished Roley. He punished him. Now, he knocked him out. He punished him. He punished him. He said what he was going to do, and he did it. When he, fight, when he fought Ryan Garcia, he took away his left, made him have to use his right. And for a minute there, at one point, like a small period, Ryan Garcia's right was getting better, but then it just was none and void at that point in time. And like Coach Calvin said, he ain't had shit for a tank. Like Floyd Mayweather said, he ain't got shit. One trick pony. I think Tank will fight somebody on that caliber level. And then he will be respected. Uh, that I hope one day we'll get a fight, Damahani and Tank, but it seemed like we won't, and I'm fine with that. It is what it is. Bill can do all the talking for his son. Because you see in a lot of press conferences, Coach Calvin don't do too much talking. Tank do all the talking. Ryan Garcia talks. Roley talks. Oh, there's certain fighters that talk. Like, granted, Tank beat both of those guys, but both of those guys held their own verbally against Tank. They did. They had points. But then in the ring, they showed spurts of where they were doing something. And then they showed spurts where they had to humble themselves and, like, bow out. Roley got knocked out, didn't know where he was at for a while. Ryan got touched up, felt the power. Talking about he ain't not. He said, what's going to come here harder than Tank? Oh, okay. Tank ain't just throwing hard hits all the time. That's how you get tired. It's calculated punches. No, I want to dish out punishment. Those are the fighters you got to watch out for. Not the ones that keep throwing power. Every power, every punch he throws a power punch. You're going to get tired. Then the punches start to devalue. The stamina start to go down. Then the, the force behind the punch is not the same. Nah. Tank is a calculated punch. Okay. Boom. You just got shot. Boom, got shot again. Boom, shot again. Boom, down for the count. That's how Tank is. That's how everybody at, shout out to Upton Boxing Gym. Everybody in there got power. Everybody in there is a calculated puncher. Everybody in there is a defensive fighter. Coach Calvin, Coach Kenny, all the coaches in there are calculated, smart, intelligent boxing champions. Even the little ones that only know they're going to be champions are, are well-suited. Better than some of the boxers out here. 
So to answer the ultimate question, Tank is that guy. Tank just got to keep doing what he's doing. Otani, he that guy. He got the bag. The most money has anybody seen in baseball and ever. And with the LA taxes, it's going to come down probably to, what, $32 million. It is what it is. But he's in a good place where he can win. Where he can even brandish his name out even further. Because the Asian American community is very big out there. It's very big. And Otani is just not just baseball player anymore. He's a, he's starting to become an icon because he's dominated them when it was Japan versus the world, beat beat Team USA like it was nothing. Then he's scorching out there. He was scorching out there when he was playing for the uh, Angels like it was nothing. I mean, he's still out there in L.A., but he's going to move. It's just Otani's becoming iconic, so he's definitely that guy. Then... Um, we go to the W, the W. I mean, uh, college women's basketball. Caitlin Clark, she it, she's she's it. She's it. She's the truth. I don't need to say nothing. Go out there and watch her highlights. Go and see what she's doing. In a season where she had one time, she had three thousand points. Or in a career, I'm sorry, in a career, three thousand points. 750 rebounds, I think 500 assists, or the other way around. 500 rebounds, 750 assists, doing it by herself. Single-handedly took her team to the natty. To the natty. Beat South Carolina, like I told people. And that would have been one of a matchup for her, for uh. Angel Reese in South Carolina. But, you know, it is what it is. And then she just signed an NIL deal for Gatorade. People are getting this sidetrack for a moment. Why are you upset that people are going back to college? What do they need to rush to the pros for? The pros ain't making no money anymore. And that's a side note. You know, people talk about how the NFL is competing with the NBA. There's no competition there. NBA plays longer games. There's no competition there. And it's all over the world. No competition there. Baseball. There's no competition there. Baseball plays more games and it's all over the world. Ain't no competition in soccer. It's all over the world. But for a brief moment, brief moment, no, I got the other way around. People are getting upset that these players, these athletes are staying in college. Why? I would make more money. Mom Harrison Jr. would make more money in college than he would in the pros his rookie season. Why? Why? If I'm not, why would I leave? Why do you think Shador Sanders coming back? Not only because of his draft value, it's because he'll make more money in college. And he wants to get better. He didn't want to finish the season off like that. Caleb Williams, why do you think he want to stay? What's the rush? What's the rush? I'm making more money in college than I would in the pros. I mean, I could see him leaving, but I could also see him staying. 
It's just that simple. I can see Angel Reese stand. She's making more. She's making more money in college than she does. She's gonna. She's gonna take a dramatic pay cut. And she's already got an NIL deal, and she's the face of Reeboks. Angel Reese transferred from Maryland, made a name for herself at LSU, brought them a national championship. But, you know, it is what it is. Same thing with Caitlin Clark, brought them a conference championship. Took them to the national championship. Did all she could to win. But it just wasn't good enough. But what I'm really trying to say is. Is pay attention. Because Angel Reese. Caitlin Clark. They all those guys. I mean they all those, those. You know what I'm saying. They're in basketball. NBA. Anthony Edwards is that guy. Steph Curry is still that guy. LeBron James still that guy. Giannis, he's still that guy. The other night, what did he drop? 64? Yeah, he that guy. 64 and 14, yeah, he that guy. See, there's only a few guys in the NBA, and people say the NBA will be in shambles when LeBron James leaves. I don't think so. And it's not, it's not LeBron James' fault that the NBA can't recruit or develop good talent. It's because they keep allowing one and dones. That's hurting the league. That's taking years away from the league because they got to sit there and develop the players that's right there. But, you know... Teach his own. What am I trying to say? The NBA got a long way to go when LeBron James leaves. But they should take the word of the NFL. The NFL was great when you was here. The great NFL was great before you got here. And the NFL will be great after you leave. NBA will be great when you're there. NBA will be great when you leave. NBA will be great before you came. Sometimes you just got to eat that and move on. Andy Davis is not that guy, ladies and gentlemen. I hate to say it, but he's not that guy. Well, how can you say he's not that guy? Easy, I just told you. He's not that guy. The guy doesn't show up when he wants to. Doesn't show up when the team is at an all-time low. The guy shows each and every night. And I hate using these names. But, you know, it is what it is. Kobe Bryant, he's that guy. Michael Jordan, he was that guy. Steph Curry, right now, he's that guy. The man on your team, LeBron James, he's that guy. You got to make a name for yourself. Don't wait for a moment to say, you know what, I'm going to be that guy now. Nah, be that guy all the time. Because that's how you write your name in history books. But, you know, people get tired of talking to the same person every time. And they don't want to be great now. They'll never not going to want to be great later. I'm your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr. And this is Violent Sports. See you.